Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Earth to Brit Pod. Emails can be sent to earthtobrit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earth to Brit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's, B-R-I-T-T. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. This is a Yellow Wave production. Every day I wake up in a different town, different street, warm hearts willing to discover me. Colorful, laying up black and white. Tell me when will it be alright? The long breath of history. Townships of blood, visions in my car seat. You make me forget my troubled city. You make me swallow myself Hey everyone, welcome back to another week at Earth to Brit. A couple things. First of all, Mercury is in retrograde, which means shit hits the fan for a while. It started yesterday on Sunday, and it's going to last until March 10th. So if you're feeling like you have a lot of technological glitches, issues with traveling, uh, delays, communication problems. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, it's a very real thing, just like we're affected by the moon, considering the fact that we're mostly water and the moon affects water. It's not woo-woo, so you don't have to be all about it, but you you can't knock it anymore because it's been proven. So if you're feeling those things, you're not alone. Just hang tight. Don't take anything seriously, including yourself. Take some deep breaths. Be an observer withhold judgment, you should be fine. The other thing, I was originally going to cover the murder of Sharon Tate and her friends who were at the house with her when it happened, but I I just couldn't handle not committing that episode to everything I have. At a glance, with the bare bones of the murders, right away I felt a connection and it's been there for weeks now as I keep pushing this idea away. Well, as of today, I just, I couldn't push it away anymore and decided, fuck it, I'll do it. But then as I'm doing all this research and I get to know about her and know more about the behind the scenes and just about who she really is, the more I realize I do want more time so that I can do this story justice or as close to that as possible because I feel so close to her in ways that I can't even begin to explain I have no evidence of this. It's just this deep feeling. And so I'm not even going to try to go there. I'm not going to do it. Just know that that is something that you have to look forward to in the near future. But until then, I'm going to cover 
another topic that has been nagging at me in the background of my subconscious, or probably both, and that is how to stay safe in a crazy world. How to stay safe and unharmed and above ground. As best as I can present such a topic because all the tips and advice and precautions in the world, it still might not save you, especially if the perpetrator is dead set on hurting you. It doesn't help if circumstances line up just right against your favor, but that's where I come in. With everything I've got, so I'm going to give you all of the information I can think of, both planned, unplanned, whatever comes to me in the moment, other listeners, their tips and advice. I'm going to give it all to you. And just my advice is you do your thing without worrying as much about becoming a target. So this list is always expanding. So I'm asking you to feel free to send your tips or even stories about the time you got away and do that to earthtobrit.podcast at gmail.com. Let's do this. And um, this is going to be a little bit different than most episodes, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be life-saving. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there are even just one of these things I'm about, I'm about to tell you can save your life and has been proven to do so. So do not listen to this lightly or do, but when you get a chance, actually soak it in, listen to what I have to say, because this isn't just my advice. This is universal. This is proven. It's tried. It's true. It's, it's amazing. And it's helped me. It's helped others. And I hope that it will help you. Let's do it. So here is the first tip. And by the way, you should note that these tips are not in any order at all because they're all important. They're all life-saving. They're all helpful. There's no one that's more important than the other. So all of the things that I'm talking about, just they're equal. Remember that. This one is from a Kwaekwondo. Really? Klondike bar? What? Taekwondo. This is one from Taekwondo. The elbow is the strongest point on your body. If you are close enough to use it, do it. I would suggest going for a nose, a penis, um, mm-hmm. eyeballs always. I would suggest if, if, it's, if it's at that point, you fucking get your thumbs out, get those bad boys ready. Those texting thumbs, especially for you younger generation girls, mostly girls and boys. I'm not, I'm not being, uh, what is the word? It's Monday. Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm not being, uh, biased or whatever. I don't even know. You know what I'm trying to say. Hopefully if not, then you haven't been listening long. Listen to some past episodes and then get on board. Okay. Thank you. Um, get those slums ready and just gouge the shit out of them and don't hold back. Um, but yeah, the, the elbow, I mean, just go crazy. I would just absolutely go nuts. Do whatever you can. Do not stop fighting. Always, always, always. Don't worry about being polite. Fuck that shit. Go nuts. Save yourself and make them feel if it's something innocent in quotes, 
then you wouldn't be feeling that situation. But it's better to be safe than sorry. You, not them. If they made you feel a certain way, that's on them every time. Okay? Remember that. Do not worry about looking bad or feeling bad. Forget it. Let that melt away. It doesn't exist. You do you and you do what you have to do to survive and to teach that mother effort a lesson about making you feel vulnerable like that ever again. Okay? I'm serious. Because growing up, oh my God, honestly, not even just growing up until recently, even being a true crime freak like I am, until recently, I was more concerned if you had the scales out, it was slightly more with concern about um, what this would look like. I think a part of that is because my husband's a lawyer. So I have to, unfortunately, I'm not in the spotlight, but he is and anyone attached to him is. And so that can just like, it's stupid politics. And it's so dumb, but it is what it is, especially in a small town. So I have that extra like, oh my God, is this, is this something I should do or not? But even with that, I'm learning, fuck it. You know, if, if I'm feeling like that, you better believe I'm going to give it my all and I'm coming out of that shit alive. And I hope you do too, because nobody puts baby in a corner. That's the only quote I can think of. Nobody does that to you. Don't let them do that to you. Who are they to do that to you? What right do they have? Get angry. If you're not already angry like me all the time, then you better get close to it. Get angry at least once and, and savor that feeling and, and bottle it up and save it for a time when you really need it, like when shit's going down. And use that elbow, girl. You got it. Okay, so number two is when or if, hopefully if, a robber asks for your wallet or purse, which usually they're not going to ask, they're going to just grab it, especially if you're not being conscious of it and you're just slinging that shit around willy nilly. You got to keep that on lockdown, girl. Keep it close to your body. Keep it on lockdown. Be aware. Make it known that like, you know where that is at all times and you should be fine. But in the circumstance where this isn't true and they ask you for your wallet or purse, take that wallet or purse and throw it as far away from you as possible and then run in the opposite direction. Because them asking you for that is most likely them wanting your wallet or purse, like exactly what they're asking for, not you. So it's like an extra precaution. If somebody's asking for your wallet or purse, throw it as far as possible and then get the fuck out of Dodge. However, this is the one, as I'm reading it, the one. I say that lightly because pay attention. I could say this about everything. I could find something to argue about everything, which is why my entire my entire family and friends always said you should be a lawyer. It's not, I don't want to be a lawyer. I really don't. I just, I'm able to see the sides, all sides of every story, of every situation. I'm able to argue everything. So, probably why I suck at tests as well. When they say choose the best answer, my argument is I can make every answer the best answer if you give me a chance, which is not ideal. I mean, it's ideal in real life, but not for a fucking test. And here we are getting sidetracked. 
I just looked myself in the eyes in the mirror and said, chill out. Here we go. So if somebody asks you for your purse or your wallet, don't hand it to them. Because if you hand it to them, the traction, the gravity, they have more control over you than you do over them or the situation. Toss it as far as you can and go in the opposite direction. If anything, that will confuse the shit out of them and they will be like, what the fuck are they doing? Whatever. And they'll go after what they were originally going after, which hopefully is not you. Um, If it is you, I don't, other than just be fast, I don't know how to help you, (laughs) to be honest. If you are ever thrown into the trunk of a car, kick out the back taillights and stick your arm out the hole and start waving like crazy. Leg, arm, head, who gives a fuck? Just get out however you can. The driver is not going to see it. They're going to hear you kicking, obviously, which they're hopefully expecting considering the fact that they just put a human being in their trunk. Terrifying. I'm aware. Take a drink. But everyone around will see and they... They will help. This has actually saved lives. Um, Also, a lot of the cars now are built with a way to inside the trunk. There's a button. You have to search for it, and then it pops the trunk. Would not be surprised to find out that people have gotten around that with ways to disable it or whatever. But I, I feel like I would try that first and then do the other. Unless you're really angry then just kick the shit out of it and go to town. Women have a tendency to get into their car after shopping or eating, working, whatever, and just sit doing their checkbook, making a list, putting, getting their shit together, which is usually my guilty, guilty over here. I'm, I'm trying to just like get everything put together so I can leave with everything in one spot so that I can get out of the car and go to town don't do that. Or if you do, just be ready to unlock your car, get in. As soon as you shut the door, lock it. Be, this is what I do. This is going to sound like I'm in a movie all the time, which I feel like I kind of am, but I can't help it. So I walk up to my car. I do not unlock it until I am ready to open the door, get it, slide in and slam it shut and lock it at the same time. If I'm not ready to do that, I'm not going to unlock it the car. Also, I'm always aware if I feel weird or if I feel like someone's watching me or if I feel like I see a shadow on the other side, I'm aware of that always, even if it has no merit in the situation. I'm aware and I don't feel bad about it. Say there's a squirrel and it looks like a huge moose shadow. I'm aware of that and I don't feel bad after the fact because guess what? Thank God that this time it was just a squirrel. Next time, it could be different. Like you just, you're never safe. Like if I could reiterate over and over and get it drilled into everybody's head, especially women, you're never safe. You're never in control. You think you are, but you're not. And and this is the same for every human, but women are vulnerable. And that's just the way it is. The sooner we accept that, that doesn't mean we're not strong as fuck. We are, we are, I truly believe we are stronger than men in so many departments, but physically, not always. And that does not make you weak, okay? That's for a whole other day, a whole other episode, but you just have to take that as fact. Just at the worst of it, say you're, you are 
more strong than most men physically. Fine. Act like you're not because then you're guaranteed to be successful in staying alive. Which is sad that we have to get to that point. But don't just unlock your door, sit in it, blah, blah, blah. Like pay attention. What is going on around? Do you have a weird feeling? Are you are you looking? Are there shadows? Do you see somebody crouching? Do you feel a presence even if you can't see anything? Even if it's an animal, if you feel a presence, you need to feel that presence and you need to acknowledge it because that is there for a reason. It's called science. Your amygdala, your brain, it picks up on this shit. We're just so used to ignoring it because we have technology and distractions and anxiety and depression. We all have those issues or at least one of them. Do not let that be the reason that you go missing or dead or whatever. Pay attention. Okay? You can have a tablet, a cell phone, a computer. I don't care. Your body knows if there is danger nearby. It's just, do you know how to hear that and see it and feel it? Do you know what that looks like when it shows up? Get used to that. Be open to that because that will save you. It's, it is truly science. It's the fight or flight. It's there. It, it is what preserves humans. It's, it's, it's irrefutable. So moving along, do not just get in your car, sit down, blah, blah, blah. No, you need to have a plan. You need to be able to unlock your car, get in, slam the door shut, lock it. How many times do you get in your car a day? Probably 12 ish, depending on who you are. I would say an average is 12. It's not always easy. Don't get me wrong. I do this shit all the time. I get into my car and I meet like I will not unlock my doors until I have trained myself because I've caught myself trying to just get in real quick. Oh, I didn't have enough time. I just slammed the door shut, but I don't think anyone's around. I assume that there's danger around at all times because I feel like there is. And it's just that one time that I don't assume it that I'm going to be snatched up or knocked over the head or taken by surprise. And if anyone, I don't care how strong you are, if you're taken by surprise, you're done. So don't be taken by surprise. Be aware all the time. It sounds exhausting. Guess what? It is. I hate to break it to you, but it is, but it's worth it because exhausted or not, you're alive. Am I right? Now, I understand you can go overboard with this and you can just absolutely become terrified of everything. That's not my goal. My goal is to wake people up who just don't even realize that at all times they are a target or at all times they are vulnerable. Like even the strongest people, you're not safe. You are your best hero like you're your own hero you have to be aware you have to be ready you have to do this and practice this every day because you can't just practice it when you feel like it because that's not the point because it's that's when you're your weakest when you're off guard that's when they strike because most predators are psychopaths they do not know what it is to feel they are very good at what they do <sighs> i don't know how else to say this without yelling and I don't want to yell at you. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to in integrate this in your daily life or at least a couple things or start small, go big, whatever you have to do. I just want you to be safe and I want you to know that you're not safe, even though you might feel safe. So I got to take a quick break for a sponsor and then I'll be back with some more tips. 
Want to make a difference in someone's life? There are millions of ways you can do that, but this one is extra special. It's something I've always wanted to do, and recently I did the damn thing. I wrote to a prisoner. A prisoner who is desperate for a friendship outside the walls of prison. Write a Prisoner is an amazing program that allows you to search prisoners who are requesting letters from all over the world. You can do a basic search like age, maximum sentence length, even horoscope sign. Or you can do an advanced search, raising my hand over here, that's my jam, and get real specific. I chose all, which on the site is any, meaning no stipulations, but I felt pulled the most to an inmate on death row. You can search for as long or as little as you like. I searched for five and a half hours because I knew I would know as soon as I saw the one. Female, male, it didn't matter to me. The crime didn't matter. My search paid off because, as I suspected, I knew right away when I found my pen pal. I have zero doubts that this experience will impact my pal, but it'll probably impact me the most. I'm not crying. You're crying. <sighs> Curious? Head over to www.writeaprisoner.com and find your friend or friends because there is no limits to how many pen pals you write to, but it is highly suggested that you do not write to multiple prisoners at a single location. Go. Do it. For more information, go to www.writeaprisoner, that's W-R-I-T-E-A-P-R-I-S-O-N-E-R.com, and change a life. If someone is in the car with a gun to your head, do not drive off. Instead, gun your engine and speed into anything. Wreck you the shit out of whatever vehicle you're in. The airbag will save you. If the person in the back is in the back seat, they will get the worst of it. So basically, if whoever is hijacking your car, if they're in the back seat, they're going to be fucked. Um, hold on. Okay, let me finish this and I'm going to talk about my questions. As soon as the car crashes, bail out and run. It's better than having them find your body in a remote location. Question number one. If they're in the back seat and they get the worst of it, why the fuck are we putting our kids in the back fucking seat? Just question number one. If we're crashing and the people are in the back seat and they get the worst of it, again, why are our children per, like required by law to sit in the back seat? I don't like that. I, I want to know more about that. Um, I also want to know about how the airbag is going to save me? No, not necessarily because if they sh have a gun and they shoot it at me, no airbag is going to save me from that. I'm dead. Don't like that idea either. Um, let's see. As soon as the car crashes, bail out and run. Sure. However, if they're not hurt or damaged or injured or whatever, they're going to get out and run right along with me and then I'm really fucked if they have a weapon. So I feel like this one is super dependent on details like do they have a gun versus a knife? Um, are they wearing the seatbelt versus not? So many, Are they in the front seat or not? So many things because oh, 
I feel like, hmm, what would I do in that situation? I've not thought about that in a long time. So I understand the distrust of lawyers and cops and all of that. And I understand the distrust of what I just told you, the advice uh, to run your car into something or to run out and run away. This one is basically, I feel like if you're in a car with somebody before you get to the country roads, this is my advice personally. I'm ditching my iPad, ditching the notes. Fuck them. I'm giving my all here with like my instinct in a very basic situation without knowing if somebody has a gun or a knife or any weapon or if they're mad, angry, sad, volatile, who even knows with a very basic situation. Play your cards, play the situation, play the person, whatever they're saying to you, feel into that like you literally are on your last act. This is a great adventure. You have three minutes to land a role in Hollywood. Dig deep and play into that because even if you're not interested in acting, I feel like it is acting is in all of us. It's in us. It's innate. And those of us who know that I think are the best actors and actresses. However, I do think it's available to everyone, everyone, especially in that moment when you're like life or death, fight or flight, you will be able to act. Even if you're like, I've never done that in a day in my life, or if you tried and tried and you just like suck at it, if you are truly facing life or death, you are in the role of your life and you're going to nail that shit. I guarantee it. You are going to preserve yourself because it's natural and you have it in you. You always do. It's our minds that get in the way. But when you're in that situation, you don't have time. Your mind cannot intervene because you don't have time for that shit. And it's, it's like the worst thing, but it's also beautiful when it works out correctly and works out in your favor, obviously. But yeah, um, I got to finish this editing and then I'm going to start with the next one. What I was I got carried off with the acting thing because I just wanted people to really understand that you have it in you when it comes to that moment. When you need to save your life, you can do it. You're going to do it because that's what you have to do. And what I mean by that is when say you're with whoever's kidnapped you or taken you in your vehicle, whether they're driving or you're driving and they're forcing you to drive, whatever the situation, play into what they are, who they are. What are they saying? What are they doing? If they're acting sad play into that give them what they want in a way that's not like I'm not saying your body or anything like that but dig in and and try to figure out what it is what's their end goal um who are they what can they relate to and just act like what they need and I I guess I thought I'd be able to explain it better and I'm realizing I can't (laughs) um there's just so many stories out there where somebody was being held captive and they played into that. And as terrifying as it is and listening to it and you're thinking, I'm thinking what I know I was thinking, there's no way in hell, but really there is like, that's what you have to do. You will do it. And I feel like that person or people, because there's several situations 
probably looked back and that's when they were able to collapse and just cry and just start probably shaking from the adrenaline and how did I just do that? Because in the moment they knew that's what they had to do. So also I didn't finish my thought on the before you get to a dirt road. I don't know so much about that crashing your car thing and then running as I've already touched on so I'm not going to take too much time on that but I do think you need to do something before you get to an isolated area because once that happens, there's just no good can come of that. There's just no way. Your chances are getting less and less, and I'm not saying they're gone. There's always that chance. Fight for that for sure, but to get to that point is not ideal. So before you get to an isolated road, maybe do that. Maybe crash into something and run. I'm not sure. It's so hard to talk about these things because who, how do we have no idea how we're going to react unless we're in that moment. And, and the idea is to not be in that moment and for that to not happen. But like I've been talking about this whole time, we don't live in a perfect world. We're not safe. It feels safe sometime, but sometimes, but that's, it truly is just an illusion. And you are your own advocate, your best advocate. So you, you have to think about these things. I don't want you to cross the line into obsession so that you become anxious and fearful of everything. Go aim for a balance. Strike for a balance of no, safety is an an illusion. I'm not safe. Um, But I also know how to take care of myself if these situations arise. And don't expect them never to. Don't think that that won't happen to me. Don't ever fall into that acceptance of being safe or the false illusion of the false security of that can't happen to me or there's too many people around because that it can happen to you and it does happen to people uh another quick thing it just made me think of it when you're out in a crowd or anywhere be alert don't be looking down at your phone don't be looking distracted be alert, have your keys, have something ready to fight, make it known that you are looking around, you are observant, and you are not a target because you're paying attention. Because if an assailant is noticing somebody paying attention, they're not going to go for that person. They're going to go for the easy target. It's a natural instinct, even for people who are doing something wrong. You're going to go for the easy guys. And by guys, I mean people. You're going to go for the easy target. It just, it's what you, why wouldn't you? Uh, especially being a human, like you, you don't want to draw attention. You don't want to be caught and you don't want to have to work too hard at it. Also, you want it to be quick, quick, easy, done. You're, if you're walking around, making it known that you are paying attention, that you are focused, that you know what's going on around you, that's going to help in your favor big time. A few more notes about getting into your car. If you've been parked. So like say you're in a parking lot or a car lot, parking garage, whatever. Look at the car parked on the driver's side of your car and the passenger side. So if a male is sitting alone in the seat nearest your car, walk back into the mall or work or wherever you are. Get a guard, whatever you have to do. Call somebody. It's better to be safe than sorry and better to be paranoid than dead. Um, also... If you are parked next to a big van, enter your car from the passenger door. Who gives a fuck how weird it looks? Stay alive. Basically, if you see a big van next to you 
and no one's in it, I, I would test it out. I don't even know how you would do that. But basically, I would walk back, find a different ride because I'm that paranoid. But if you're not, get in from the passenger side because think about it. You're unlocking your car. Even if you're doing what I said, step number one or two, I've already lost track. You can have your key ready, open the door, get in, shut the door. But you're not quick enough if somebody is prepared for it and waiting to take you. So if you see a big van or something that can take you away, get in through the passenger side. Um, 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 um. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So this next one, I don't, I'd, again, this is like the car one where it's like drive into something and crash your car. Uh, hold on a sec, bro. Easy. I feel like this was written by a man. Pretty positive. Always take the elevator instead of the stairs. Stairwells are horrible places to be alone in the perfect crime spot. This is especially true at night. Sure. Guess what? Guess where else is a perfect crime spot? Everywhere. Everywhere is a perfect crime spot. I do not take an elevator anywhere unless I'm in the Sears Tower, which is it's been for, I think the last time was like third grade. Not going to happen. Stairwell all the way. It gives me exercise. I don't want to wait for elevators. I just, it's lazy to me to take the elevator and I don't like it. I don't want to sit, stand there in a thing moving upward. Fuck that shit. Give me the stairwell every day, all the time. I can handle it. And if not, then that's fine. But I'd rather go in a stairwell than I would in an elevator. So I guess priority, I don't know. Um, if the predator has a gun and you are not under his control, always run, obviously. And they taught you in like sixth grade, second grade, third grade, like all these intervals, run and zigzag. Yeah, that helps, but not always. Basically, make it hard like stumble and fall, stand up, sprint, slow down, just be unpredictable. Dodge in and out. If there are trees around, dodge in and out. Get out of sight as quick as possible. Do what you have to do, but don't run a straight line because that is basically a target on your back. That's a given. Another thing is don't always be sympathetic, which is very hard for me. So if you see somebody with an animal or here's how I would get taken any day any day of the week any time doesn't matter if there's somebody walking with an animal who's injured and needs help I won't even think even right now knowing that I need to question shit I would not do it in the moment because I'm concerned about the animal and hopefully I would be able to pick up on some signs and some intuition shit before that comes to a fruition where they take me away but that's how you would get me every time um, oh, excuse me. I don't like that I just announced that over the podcast. I probably will edit that, but either way, or maybe I'll leave it in and make you wonder is she serious or is she the opposite? You tell me. And by that, I mean don't. Don't fuck with me. Don't even try it. So, yeah, like women are always the caregivers, the nurturers. And by always, I mean stigma. It's a stigma. Think of Ted Bundy. He had a cast on and it crutches half the time and needed help moving a boat and bicycle. Like, fuck you, Ted. You are so, oh, he makes me so mad. I just can't even handle it. And that's because it's been reiterated time and time again. 
And that's what I'm hoping to do with you. <sighs> okay. What the hell is happening? I want you guys to be pissed at me like, okay, we get it, Brit. We understand. Get mad. Get mad. I don't give a fuck. Get mad at me. I don't care as long as you listen to what I am saying because it will save your life. Um. Also, if you hear a crying baby, don't open the door. Do not open the door because that baby, the crying means it's alive. Call 911 immediately. Get to a safe place. Wait for backup. That baby is not going to die within 10 seconds. And if it does, you answering the door, opening the door and trying to get at it is not going to be the difference to make that up. You're not going to save that baby. If it's crying, when the ambulance gets there, it will still be crying. And if it's not, that's not on you. Because there are people out there, serial killers in the past, that have used recordings of crying babies to get women, people in general, but especially women, to open the door. Even moving it around, like the baby's crawling around now as if they're afraid that it's going to leave. Let it leave. It's crying. That means it's alive. That's good. Call 911 and get the fuck out of there. Water scam. Same thing as what I just said. If you wake up in the middle of the night or anytime and you hear your water running, don't go outside to check it. Chances are somebody did that shit on purpose. Also, if you have a cellar door, lock that shit. All on top of all that, I'm going to wrap it up real quick with my own personal story. I have 150 million of them, but this one reigns true today. I never answered the front door ever. I don't care who you are. I don't answer it. I don't care if you're Mormon, whatever you are. I don't, a little girl, I don't answer it. However, one time I was caught, answered the front door. It was a blur of everything, of activity. I don't even know how it happened. The dogs were outside, which was not ideal. Although I do have a great Dane and a German short hair pointer. And I also know how to kick some ass. So that aside, I wasn't concerned about that right away. I actually knew I got, I have this under control. I had the door open just right to where I could slam it on him. I, I knew the angle of the door. I knew where my leg was at and I was stretching it in the background. I shit you not. This is the stuff I do all the time. I'm constantly on alert and constantly it feels like I'm fighting for my life. Um, but this guy was like, we got to do this and that. He had no official documents. He had a very fake, very store-bought, um, hazard vest on and I said you know what why don't you come back in five minutes when my husband my, my fiance because we weren't married yet is home and I watched his eyes Fo I followed his eyes to my ring finger to check if that was true basically what I got out of that was I'm watching and if you don't have a ring on like I got you and you're done and I felt it. I felt chills immediately. Like I knew his intention and it was not good. It was not good. I'm telling you right now, it was not good. I felt it. I still feel it. When I think about the story, I can feel it in my core. His intentions were not good. They were not okay. And luckily I was wearing my ring that day, which I don't always. And as soon as I had said it, I'm like, fuck, that's not the right answer. Because I got, I have my own back and I, I had to, like, I wanted to be able to say that to him in a different way. But basically, he caught me so off guard that I threw out the age old 
the classic, oh, I'll have a man protect me. Here's the thing. That's not always possible. They're not always there. And also, you need to be able to protect yourself. And at that time, I messed up. But luckily, it worked out in my favor. And that was one of the few times when I can tell you, you, you just... For sure, it seemed so normal and legit, but it wasn't. You cannot trust that. So if you're home alone, don't let them know. I made a hu- I made a couple huge mistakes. First one was answering the fucking door. Whatever. Aside from that, I made a couple mistakes. Don't let them know you're home alone, no matter what. <laughs> going to wrap this up with a story about when I was home alone as a child. And when I was home alone as a child and somebody knocked on the door, I nailed that shit. I did everything you're supposed to do. However, it turned out it was all a joke. But it's kind of funny how as a kid, I knew what to do and I did it. I didn't care if I looked mean or rude. And then as an adult, it's the opposite. It's, it's so, it's funny, but it's also not. It should be the other way around. Or If we're knowing what to do as a child, let's keep that with us into adulthood, okay? That's the goal. So my sister and I, I was in second grade, possibly third. We were home alone, but not for long. My parents, it was nighttime as well. So extra scary factor. My parents had gone two houses over to where my cousin at the time lived. We called her Aunt Debbie. We all have that in our family, right? You guys all know what I'm talking about. Either your mom's best friend or a cousin or whatever, but they are more like an aunt, so you just throw in the aunt title. It, it's cool. She earned it. Anyway, they were over there, and so as soon as they left, I locked the door, which I we locked the doors while we're even in the house. I've always grown up in a house like that. Thanks, Dad, because that's come in handy. And all of a sudden, we hear a really loud thumping on the door, like basically if the FBI showed up at your house, what you would hear and a very low voice. That's not my dad's saying it's the gas man open up. And I knew right away, first of all, why would a gas man be at our house at night? Second of all, why do you think I'm going to open the door for you? I happened to be close to the door at the time, which it was a wooden door. There weren't windows, thank God. And, but there wasn't a peephole or if there was, I couldn't see it. I wasn't tall enough. That's probably what it was. But I could see out of the side shutters, which you had the option of closing. Also really awesome. Now that I'm thinking about it, we should all have that option. And I peeked through and all I saw was a huge shadow. Huge shadow. My dad's 6'2", 6'3", something like that. So, But he's skinny and like whatever. I, it just didn't look like my dad. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't announce that we were home. I grabbed my sister I put my hand over her mouth. I grabbed our dog, Clint, and I shoved them down the basement stairs, basically, me following behind, put put them first. And on my way, so I'm taking my little sister, who is so carefree, she probably has no idea what's going on, is probably trying to ask questions, and I'm slamming my hand over her mouth, like, don't make a sound, grabbing Clint, trying to be quiet as possible, shoving them down the stairs, all while grabbing the home phone, because you guys remember those. Uh, Hilarious. Thank God it wasn't. Thank God it was cordless because could you imagine? I would have ripped that bad boy right out of the wall. So I grabbed the phone and on my way down, after I've shoved them down, which is, I can't get the image out of my head. It's hilarious. 
and I'm calling 911. And I tell them, I'm in the basement. I give them my address. I said, a man just came and knocked on the door, pounded and said he was the gas man and demand, demanded to be let in. Again, we're home alone. I'm scared. And, and the lady was so nice. They had cops over there in under a minute. I'm not kidding. It was so impressive. Um, and they made me stay on the phone the whole time. And then I could hear all this commotion upstairs and I was got even more scared. And I also checked that the cellar door was locked because we had a cellar. I mean, I was on top of my game, like with pure instinct. I didn't even have time to think. I'm so impressed by this story. So turns out that was my dad playing a joke on us. And the reason the shadow was so big is because obviously shadows are bigger at night than the person in general, but also my mom, who is 4'11", they are the cutest couple, by the way, if you're wondering, was standing right next to him, so it, it bulked into one huge, tall, big shadow. It, I, I picture that. I know you can do it. Like, super scary. It, it was so funny. They weren't even mad at me. The cops weren't mad. They were imp- everyone was impressed, including myself, but I, I, was, I was the one that was mad. I was mad at my dad for a while because it scared me so bad, but after that, I'm pretty sure everyone knew, like, okay, this girl does not fuck around. Noted. <laughs> and so don't fuck around with me, right? Uh, yeah, so I hope that made you laugh a little bit. It makes me laugh every time I think about it. It's still a running joke in our family, obviously. It's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I, let me know if you guys have any stories like that, funny or otherwise. I'll, I'll take anything. And maybe I'll put you on the show. Who knows? However, I do hope that that made you laugh. And that we can end this on a more positive note. Either way, stay safe, be crazy. Who cares? Stay alive. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Peace out. This is a Yellow Wave production.